back again. We haven't been canceled yet, although the corporations have canceled us. I guess you can't say whatever you want on a podcast these days. No, just kidding. Actually, it's because yeah. I have no. Lo- I just dislike iTunes and I dislike Spotify, and uh, they're trying to gobble up all the podcasts. And if you're an independent show, it's kind of like public access versus old school 1980s, 1990s. We're gonna kill your mother and sister and brother cable channel fights back in the days for uh, you know television access. Anyway, um, that's a little behind the scenes, folks. Um, What's going on this week? Oh, we might have broken Jordan, actually. She's not here. We were going to talk about position <laughs> in 1981. And every week we're making jokes with Jordan, who's our new co-host on the show. You've probably heard her. She joined us during uh, last November when we started doing the feel-good movies. And she was with us for the back-in-the-day hits. And she's stuck around so far for the crazy, crazy, crazy movie month. That were Oh, I forgot about Bad, bad Romance. That was pretty popular, all the Bad Romance movies. Surprisingly, do you know what the shining star of that whole series is, Dave? And it's the one that I thought wasn't going to be. I think the most successful one was Brass Teapot. What a really? little fucking hidden gem of the podcast oh, that we yeah, have. Because I, I, that's one of the ones I like that much. Actually, I like them yeah. all except for that one. So anyway, um, she rode the storm joining the show through a lot of transitions the show was going through at the time. And we're explaining how podcasting works and like she has an attitude for it. And like she, she's been good shits on the show so far. And then like, you know. Possession 1981, it was banned in the UK. <laughs> it comes out, it comes out. And, you know, I haven't seen a lot of uh, Sam Neill's early stuff before The Mouth of Madness, before he played Merlin in a TV movie, or Jurassic Park, you know. Right. But he plays an absolute psychopath in this movie. Actually, he's more of a sociopath. If I had to rank him in any category of madness, I'd say he's more like a sociopath. His really? wife's an I, absolute I, maniac. And uh, we should save all that discussion for that. Oh, why we broke Jordan. Okay, well, I mean... First of all, I mean, this movie suggests that there's a lot of uh, physiological problems that could drive somebody to madness. And uh, everything seems to be a metaphor in this movie. I don't know. Some things seem real. Some things don't seem real. Um, anyway, I'm already talking about the movie. That's hilarious. Okay, so this is why just because of this movie, I think we, we kept making jokes that, okay, Jordan, we're going to find a movie one day that's going to make you want to just pull your hair out or quit or be like, guys. I can't do this anymore. What the fuck? What what is this movie about? And like we're we're really making our cut our teeth as a binge watcher because like as Dave can t- attest, I mean that's what the joke is, right? If you're a long diehard binge watchers fan, you're watching these crazy movies in the middle of the night just like us, and then we're talking about them, and you're sending us notes about them, and it's like, yeah, did we finally pick a movie that she can't handle? Um, and it's, it's and it's not even a bad movie in terms of quality. It is just a gut wrench or well, well well i guess we'll talk more about it next week <laughs> yeah so she's we're just kind of teasing her since she's not here tonight she can she can play this back and be like those bastards um that's what we like to do if you miss a night we got to teach you about it anyway so moving on from that we're gonna do a special episode tonight with me and dave because i recently introduced this guy to maniac cop there's there's a yeah it's a trilogy um yeah, so right after this uh, little little after the theme song and some home video headlines, we'll be talking about our feature presentation of Maniac Cop. Stay tuned, folks. Anything else you want to add, David? Before uh, forty stay, seconds stay of awesomeness. Yeah. yeah, yeah, come back after the theme song. Snap your fingers. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of catchy. Crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers podcast.
Okay. Home video headlines. The Evil Dead remaker, Fetty Alvarez, who made this Evil Dead remake in like, what, was it? 2013? 2014 around there or whatever. He's the one that 13, made a... 15. A female Ash, and she does get a chainsaw hand too, but she's not really Ash, but she's in the same cap. It's the same story as the original, but anyway, he's kind of like a... I hope it's a dude. I don't know. Anyway, whoever Fetty Alvarez is, they're like a new voice in horror, and uh, they made the Don't Breathe movies. He, him, they, other than Unicorn, whoever the... Whatever. We'll just we'll just say Fetty. I'm Fetty pretty Alvarez. sure they are he, but we'll just you say know they. Know these things, Steve. You know, what if you identify as an object? Like, I'm pretty sure I've seen the DVD extras and the I microphone. <laughs> so you have to address me as microphone, right? Oh okay. God. Um. So anyway, um, we won't slip into gender politics. No politics, no religion, just entertainment. So he's gonna make a new alien movie, this Fetty Alvarez, and uh, Ridley Scott's gonna produce it. He's going to make it, which is really weird. It's like they're running parallels. They're going to have a new Alien movie. But FX and Hulu are already doing the new Alien show, which takes place at Earth, but during the timeline of Prometheus, which is a little bit scary because Prometheus sucked. But we'll find out how it goes. Other than that, we don't know much about his Alien movie. Um, Well, I was talking about the Alien TV show. Okay, I'm trying to compare the two things, folks. So two things are happening. Within two years, we're getting a new Alien movie. The plot of that is centered around new characters that we haven't seen and new settings we haven't seen, but somehow harkens back to the concept of the original two movies. The Alien TV show is taking place on Earth during the timeline of Prometheus and the Covenant about the same 2074, where the fuck time it was. Um, so are they like side calls to those movies? Like is the TV show... Are the new movie a sequel to the original series, like in that universe? No, they're all completely unrelated to each other. But that, but that's what I mean is like they're, the show, they're in the the alien looks... universe, but they're not part of like that. The person is not going to know Ripley. Well, any... uh, there's not enough details yet about the movie. It has nothing to do with Ripley, though, and the TV show is not even going to mention Ripley either. So, because it's a pre TV show is technically still a prequel. The new movie. You know, only only the only Alvarez knows because you know whatever whatever whatever. Ridley Scott said this is a good script, but you know I've doubted Ridley Scott's judgment lately. So who the hell knows? Um, I mean, I, I'll be interested because I really like what that guy did with um or lady them <laughs> what they did <laughs> what they did with uh, the Evil Dead remake. <laughs> <laughs> you got in my head. You got in my head. Now yeah. I'm questioning, and I know I've seen the extras, and I know I've seen them. I'm like, contrarian. Question everything. All right. Uh, anyways, I really like what they did with the Evil Dead remake. I really like Don't Breathe. Don't Breathe too. Eh. Um. So I'm down. Um. Yeah. Although I'm kind of bummed because this also means that we're not getting. Well, we already knew we weren't getting it, but like, if they're already giving out Alien projects again, bring back on uh, Neil Blumkamp. Let him do his. No, this isn't a replace of that. That thing's over with. That's never happened. I, no, I understand that, but that's the only mark I can give against it is I really like that guy's work, but I'm also bummed that we're not going to see Neil Blomkamp's. Like, why can't they read uh, that project? Yeah, that sounded good. He was going to like make a a better version of Alien Three. He was going to have Ripley and the Marine back, and maybe the girl, the the daughter character. Who knows? Um. I am legend. This is a weird story. So Richard Matheson wrote this amazing short story, maybe short novel. I don't remember how long the book is, but Richard Matheson's like a 60s, 70s, 80s uh, science fiction writer. He's really good at it. I think the character's name is Neville. They made a movie called Omega Man where they changed the vampires in his story into mutants. 
that Charleston Heston faced in a uh, a movie that's actually it's pretty good. And then they remade it. They remade it with uh, um, what were we saying, Dave? Before that, before that, yeah, I was about to say Will Smith, but you were saying what about the original? Oh, I was just saying the the Omega Man solid for its time. You gotta, yeah, you gotta, you gotta slink in and know you're getting to a '70s groove. Kind of. Yeah, movie. listen, it's still '70s, 1970s commentary, social, whatever. But also, obviously, every generation is different. Social norms are different. So if you can get past that, it's Omega Man's still a good movie. Um, well, not, some not of the things interrupt are quick, but you know there was a version right before that one too, right? With Vincent Price. Were they vampires in that one or mutants? I, maybe I haven't actually seen it, but that maybe one is which called one? The Last Man. Called... Mutants. <laughs> that one is actually called The Last Man on Earth, and that is with Charlton Heston. Oh, yeah, that's the actual. Oh, no, 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 name. Excuse me. Omega Man is Charlton Heston. Vincent yeah. Price is The Last Man on Earth. And that's the original name of the story. I think is Last Man on Earth. I think. No, actually, it is. I am Legend. That is the actual. Oh, really? Anyway, okay. Anyway, so in the book, it's vampires, and the whole concept of him being a legend is he's the last human being alive. And he gets executed for crimes against the vampires that have taken over the earth. So basically, he's like a serial killer to them. You know, you know, you know what I mean. Well, That's how he's treated. The, if you watch the original version, or excuse me, the original cut, uh, you know that Blu-ray and DVD has like the two different versions, and the alternate uh, ending is actually the original ending as it was supposed to be, which is what you just described. He is the yeah. enemy. Yeah. Yeah. But they Which changed in the it. Theatrical version, they kind of washed over that and had a different ending where Will Smith was still kind of the good. See, guy. we could crack a whole episode on Omega Man, dude. <laughs> dude I, do, you know, I haven't seen I, uh, the Last Man on Earth. We could do a whole, almost a whole month of. <laughs> wow, yeah, know. we'll have to fit it in somewhere. We got a massive list this year of movies to get to. But anyway, um, so the the next adaptation is they did one with Will Smith, like ten years ago or something. And here's the thing: depending on which version you see, even though it's more like. Okay, they act like vampires, but they're still called blood blood mutants. They they're mutated humans with some kind of virus. He has a lab. He's a scientist. He's trying to cure it. Depending on the version you see, Will Smith dies in one of the versions. No, so he's he's alive in both versions. But this is what I was talking about earlier. Is there's the alternate ending is actually the one you want to watch because that's the one where you realize that Will Smith is kind of the bad guy, and that they're just they're just creatures trying to live. Um, hmm. and the other one is kind of glossed over, kind of a little bit of a happier ending. Um, I'm trying to, I haven't watched the original theatrical cut. Well, so one I'm version he reaches the in. colony, and in one version, he doesn't. I, I think it's the, the original version, he but no matter what version you watch, his dog dies, so get get well, ready for that, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know. Um, anyway, they're gonna bring it back with Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan is a great actor. I don't see how you make a sequel to this type of story, I really don't. So, I, I don't know where they're going to go with gonna this. Be probably that thing, like I was saying earlier about evil or alien. It's probably going to be in the universe, like oh, he was on the other part of the island, or our, or not island, but well, Manhattan is an island. <laughs> um, the other thing I don't know is like, I, well, pretty much The Walking Dead is dead to me. I haven't watched that show in like five seasons. But I, now they're doing yeah. the spinoff with the uh, Negan character and the Maggie character, and in. Both the comic book and the TV show, Negan killed her husband, and she wants revenge. And Negan's a bastard in the comics; never becomes a good guy. Now he's an anti-hero on the show. Because, well, because the main actor, I like the guy, you. Who, I haven't watched it in uh, years. Well, the guy who played that. Rick, uh, Andrew Lincoln, left the yeah. show like like four seasons ago because he was exhausted, and he wanted to spend time with his family. Supposedly, but it could have been because the show was 
dipping and he's like, I gotta get out of this. But he's supposed to be in like he's supposed to be in four Walking Dead movies and he's supposed to come back for the finale, but they've gone so off book, it's worse than Game of Thrones. In the comic book, Rick is succeeded, betrayed by a close friend, which is all right. That's very walking dead. But then Carl grows up to take over a community like post zombie world. You know what I'm saying? Well, they've killed his son on the show. Carl's dead. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they've already ruined the ending of the comic in the show. And uh, and the half of the other stuff that, that his character does is now split between Negan and the Norman Reedus character who's really popular on the show but doesn't exist in the comics. So, you know, or he might exist, but he was a bit player. I don't I don't know if he was really I fleshed think, out. I think in the he comics. was supposed to die, but he became yeah. so popular he, that yeah. kind of kept him around. So, so I guess in that regard, you can kind of just realize but here's the thing. two separate entities. If you make a Walking Dead show in New York set separately from the main show and you bring these two characters together, it's like, are they going to play out their tension? Like, is he going to kill her? Is she going to kill her? Or it's more like, are they going to hook up or are they going to kill each other? And how many seasons will that last? But it's really kind of psychologically awkward to be like, here's the murderer of your husband, and you also have a child. <laughs> you know you know what I mean? <laughs> like, ridiculous. Uh, fuck it. Maybe they'll go Quentin Tarantino. It'll be like a Kill Bill thing, and they just, bat, you know, it's a battle yeah. have samurai swords and fights, and, you know. Yeah, who knows? All right. I don't know. So that's that. I mean, that was an extra bonus headline. That wasn't planned for tonight's show, but I had seen it. I'd read that right before we started. Like you, um, I haven't watched it since. Uh, actually, I tried what, picking it up twice after Lincoln or uh, Rick left, and I, yeah. I just can't do it. It is such a slog after that. Yeah, it's very hard to do. Um, tonight's movie, as I said at the beginning when we were teasing our missing co-host, is Maniac Cop. Basically, there's a maniac cop running around terrorizing both citizens and his former partners, and you don't know why until about you know good halfway through the movie, which is like pretty good storytelling. Actually, yeah, it's pretty good. They hold that long enough, and it seems plausible. What's funny is when the movie came out, there was probably a lot of people in suburbia that still trusted police officers in general. They're like, this is horrifying. I can't believe this cop is doing this. Well, in real life, we know it's not it's not so far-fetched. Um, and that, that's as close to politics yeah. as I'm going to get. There are good cops, there are bad cops, and then there's maniac cops, which are undead and on the loose in New York City in this movie. Um, and we're going to talk about it. Dave yeah. might have some facts about this movie, some factoids. I do. Let's see. I know Bill Lustig is a huge horror guy. That's the guy who yeah, wrote he, and directed this movie. Yeah, I took his first fact away from him. <laughs> oh, no. In early. Oh, I've got more. Uh, this coffee is really strong. Hey, David, this coffee is really strong. So is mine because I have to make it double on record night, so I actually have energy. <laughs> this coffee is really strong. Um, so actually, uh, just speaking of William Lustig or Bill Lustig, as his friends yeah. probably call him, uh, this is actually one of four movies with Maniac in the title that he's directed. Dude, I uh, found his Twitter account. Oh, really? He's active on it, or or his person is. Right. You know, probably his nephew, son, grandson, who, who the hell else runs this yes. uh, It's probably like fucking Twitter. What? <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, I'll write it. Then you guys put it on the on the tweets. All right. Oh man. Shit, Actually, it'd be really funny if he was an early adopter and he's like, no, I do my own tweets. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> Who knows? Um, All right. Anyways, he's he's directed like four movies with the ma- title or word maniac in it, including the other. See, the game here, folks, is how fast could Dave get him out before I interrupt his facts? That's the game yeah. here. <laughs> uh, actually, in the last five years, there's supposed to be a remake and a TV show. Uh, actually, the TV show is supposed to be executive produced by Nicholas Winding Refn, who directed Drive. 
but nothing more has come out of that. That might be COVID. Or well, we won't get political here. We just might have been put on the back burner. <laughs> the safe word for that is not COVID. I think it's pandemic. Yeah, yeah. there we go. Uh, so it, Bruce Campbell and uh, Maniac Cop himself, Robert Zadar, I think is how you say it, Zadar. Um, they coincidentally both have the nickname of the Chin because they actually have rather large chins. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of Robert Zadar, this is I looked up his IMDb. And uh, he seems to have made a career out of playing cops or other uniformed professions. Mm. Uh, he has 122 credited roles. Nice. And at least 14 that I can notice without digging deeper are either officers, sergeants, or detectives, including a role in a movie called The Role of Killer Cop in Destination Vegas. And mm. he's also appeared in Samurai Cop, Hollywood Cops. Yeah, I'm right. He's in Samurai Cop. <laughs> and Rock and Roll Cops 2. The adventure rock began. and roll cops too <laughs> i love the title <laughs> right yeah uh, he's actually a, a really eloquent speaker actually i watched that interview with him for maniac cop like the, i started I sending you this clip i found on youtube you did i didn't and, like, watch it but i will later. he has like more to say than i ever thought but you never see him talking because his characters are like a, a jason type murderer you know like yeah. you know doesn't talk because well, he has a very physical presence i mean he just like oh he yeah he's dominating like you go like well he may not be a cop, but he can certainly be a maniac cop. Right. Um, also, speaking of Bill, Bill or Will Lustig, um, is uh, his last movie as a director was Uncle Sam, which was also written by Larry Cohen, who wrote this. And hmm. and it's about a soldier who was killed by friendly fire and comes back to kill from the dead to kill unpatriotic. Well, geez, that seems like the exact same plot of Maniac Cop. Exactly. <laughs> Except he's taking out unpatriotic. Hey, people. hey guys. <laughs> I got this. We'll cross out the word cop. Write the word soldier in. Pretty much. 60 million. Done. Box office gold. Uh, well, speaking of, I'm going to roll a headline and a fact into one. I just did that on the spot. Um, wow. Blue, Under- Blue Underground is actually going to be releasing this movie, Uncle Sam, on 4K ultra high, def- high, high dynamic range disc soon from Blue Underground, which is actually William Lustig's... Uh, Weren't you bitching though? Weren't you bitching the other week that like, oh, Maniac Cop, the whole series is on 4K, but such and such movie is not on 4K? Well, I was just making it's just funny, and like, I'm actually not shitting. I actually buy I buy stuff from like Vinegar Syndrome on 4K, so I'm not shitting on them. But it's it's so funny that we get movies like Maniac Cop on 4K, and yet we still don't have things like, you know, um, I'm I'm there's so much stuff that's still not on 4K. Well, even next week's movie is barely on DVD, right? It is, but it, there's actually uh, maybe we'll talk more about that next week. There's like a 4K restoration going around, so it's probably gonna yeah. get a big release. I'm hoping at the end of this year. All right, uh, let's jump into favorite bits if you're ready. Did I or did I interrupt too many of your facts? You got no, no, that's all the facts. All right, cool, 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 cool. Um, um but Bill Lustig also made Maniac before Maniac Cop, and Maniac's like right. one of the best horror movies of all time. We have oh, a yeah, classic yeah. interview. You can dig it up. It's on our top ten summer slash. Horror movie list. Go dig it up. All right, it's available on the website. Go under Summer Slash. You'll find it. Um, favorite uh, well, bits. Hack them uh, up, Dave. <laughs> uh, well, there's a couple things. I really like the. Uh, you don't see too many killings by somebody just like face planting somebody in cement and make sure they stay there. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that was kind of a fun one. Um, Kind of, kind of the mania of what's going on. Uh, there's a scene where a lady is just so terrified of all the cop killing, or not the cop that is killing people is going around. So she gets pulled over, 
like freaks out, shoots a guy in the forehead. Oh yeah, yeah. Because oh, of bystander, it's, it's it's a good cop. He was doing his yeah, job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's something about that mania there that was fun, and it's like this is a, a pretty big or not. It was, this was a low budget movie, but like they really saved it kind of for like the last car chase <laughs> or whatever you want to call that. Yeah. Um, you don't see too many movies where they get a they send a, a paddy wagon or whatever you want to call that into the bay. Like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna, that, that I'm gonna pick that on this. It's a real stunt. That's yeah, a real stunt. Two stuntmen yeah. go off of the end of a pier after having dropped like they crash through a boat. So the mast of the boat is like pierces the car, then the car flips over the thing, and like one of the actors, stunt actors, does like a complete like triple half axle flip into the bay. Yeah. So that's actually one of my favorite bits too to piggyback on it. Um, it's a great car chase because the killer is driving the paddy wagon, as Dave said, and the hero is locked in the back, also handcuffed. So when they get to a construction site by the pier, and the killer is hacking away with a fire axe to break him out of the back of the police truck. And he's like, what am I going to do? Because I'm handcuffed. So he charges the doors and tries to get, like, you know, jump under the length of the axe swing. It's kind of crazy. Um, and it's an early Bruce Campbell. If you want to see him outside of Evil Dead, you know, he's one of the heroes in this movie. My other favorite bit is, like, one of the most shocking and sad parts. If you're familiar with Tom Atkins, he's, like, the king of freaking horror movie acting detectives. And yeah. they throw his ass through a fucking window at the police headquarters. And you're like, oh, my God, they just killed Tom Atkins. This movie is going to go to hell because nobody else is going to be able to stop the maniac cop. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I don't know if that was their justification of making him the toughest cop, maniac cop. They're like, well, if he can take out Atkins, we, he's, it's believable. I what guess. I don't know if Atkins had played a tough horror movie cop before this movie or oh, yeah. if he played the Yeah, because uh, Night of the Creeps, Halloween 3 was before this. Okay, uh, so then we, we were already familiar with his mustache and his trench coat before oh, yeah. Maniac Cop. Okay, so then the audience must have been just like us. Like, oh my God, they just threw Tom right. Atkins through the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, ratings, I mean... I think you can tell when somebody's excitedly talking about a movie, you could the audience can probably guess how we're going to rate it for sure. I'm actually going to say binge later. Uh, you I, son I, of a bitch, David. Well, there's stuff I really like about this. It doesn't go as over the top as I imagined it. Um, Cause you mentioned, Disclaimer, also- I don't actually mean that David's mother was a bitch. <laughs> I actually just want to use the phrase to indicate to him that he just, it felt like a gut punch that he just said binge later to me. Although I will say this to the movie's credit, even though I'm saying binge later, it's fun enough where I'm like, all right, I want to check out two and three to see if like they up the ante. Oh, you're going to love part two, man. All right. There's an even bigger police detective actor in part two and three. Oh, wow. Yeah. And which I think Uh, they're on Twitter, which we're not getting paid by them right now, but if they want to. (laughs) Hey, Shutter, I like your stuff. Actually, I'm about to write the shutter and be like, why is our show not on your network? Let's go. Let's do this. I mean, somebody has to take over from Joe Bob. That guy's like 80. <laughs> All right. Let's take a look here. What are the fans doing? Oh, the fans. Oh, wait. Oh, obviously, binge now for me. But I can rank I can rank the movies. Part two is number one. Part one is number two. And part three is the last one. So. See, this is feeling like... See, this, I feel like this is going to be like the Lord of the Rings of... Maniac cop movies. What do you like mean? Fellowship Fellowship lays the groundwork, but there's a lot of exposition. Two is where mm. it really gets to its sweet spot. Look for me on the seventh day on the Eastern Hill. Somebody has to blow the horn of Gondor, all that shit. <laughs> all right. Got real nerdy there, folks. People are like, what's Lord of the Rings? All right. I feel like <laughs> I feel like if any audience knows Lord of the Rings, it's gotta be ours. 
I don't know. They should probably tell me. I almost want to insult them so they actually say something to us. Is that rude? Maybe. Is it like poking a bear? All right. Maybe. Well, you, you confessed to being a sociopath on the last episode, and that's checking. Yeah, I said I was a sociopath? Yeah, don't you remember oh, that? Oh, man. <laughs> well, I got that I got that mental illness badge of honor, you know? Like, once you're federally, cert- federally certified, you can't, you know. <laughs> All right. Is that like uh, USDA certified? USDA ground psychopath. All right. Uh, let's see. Staff picks. If we watched anything else this week, what did we watch? I watched Possession, 1981. Should we talk about that? Let's well, do it, Dave. Let's, no, Dave, we both watched it. Well, of course we, we got did. a couple we're minutes here. The whole episode. Dave, we got a couple minutes here. Let's ruin it for Jordan. <laughs> uh, I actually have another thing. Uh, actually, even though it's only been behind the scenes, it's only been like two days since we last recorded. But uh, I've actually crammed in a few things. Um, actually, don't you agree that changing the recording schedule kind of fucks things up? A little bit. Yeah. It was a unique situation this week, but yeah. Yeah, things happen. Um, what did we get in? Three F-bombs already and two shits? And now a fourth one? All right. I mean, uh, well, speaking of uh, the show I'm watching throws out a lot of fucks. Um, <laughs> me, uh, we are, I'm actually binging uh, with the wife, uh, the Joe versus Carol show. We've all seen Tiger King. This is the dramatization version, but yeah. it's still a lot of fun. <laughs> like, it's just as much fun. I don't Who's doing that one? Uh, that's they have really interesting casting for Joe. It's actually actor John Cameron Mitchell. He's actually more known as a, a director, but he was well, wasn't he like an eighties Brat Packer or something? No, nineties. No, no. But um, he was Hedwig in Hedwig and the Angry Inch, the movie version. Which oh boy, was his creation, anyways. Uh, but it's kind of interesting. He's kind of have this late career. More he he's acted in that, of course, and he's acted in small parts here and there. But this is probably like, besides Hedwig, probably the biggest thing he's ever done in terms of in the spotlight. Um, and he kills it. He's he's actually he looks just like him. Um, and then Kate McKinnon is playing Carol, and uh, she's doing really good. There, it's weird because you almost build a network or something. It's on Peacock. Oh, the cock. I, All right. Peacock. Yeah. I Why don't they just drop it. it to the cock? They'll get a lot more downloads. They could advertise Frost. on Pornhub. Which, uh, side headline, is no longer on Roku. Like, Roku has this thing where all third-party apps are not allowed on here anymore. So Really? What, what do you mean? So, so stuff like <laughs> Pornhub and other apps did have a side... They Roku way. channel? <laughs> they did have Roku channels, but you had to go get it a specific way. And now wow. Roku won't allow that. Don't ask me why I know that. <laughs> well, you're the facts guy. You're supposed to know all the trivia yeah. in the universe. Don't, right. You know. It's not that you're actually watching Pornhub on Roku, not at all. Well, you can't now. Um, sure, but so yeah, Joe versus Carol, or yeah, Joe. I almost said, yeah. What do they do? Do they do they do they just dramatize what we already know, or do they show you all the theories? Dramatization version, basically. Um, Mm, But it's really good. I'm enjoying it. Um, All right. Also watching. uh, What the hell else am I? Oh, I just watched that first episode of Winning Season or the Lakers story with John C. Riley. Actually, from the oh, did that actually drop? I was waiting for that show. It just can't drop last night. I watched Dude, it like night. the show that broke the friendship between Adam McKay, yeah. Will Ferrell, and John C. Riley. Wow. Well, my under, my understanding is like Will Ferrell and John C. Riley are still okay because John C. Riley was up front, kind of called Will Ferrell for his blessing. Uh, Adam McKay never called Will Ferrell or told him that he was not doing the show because, like, there's a handshake agreement of Will Ferrell was going to play that role. 
Because hmm. he he's a big Lakers fan, I guess, and he was like dying. No, honestly, though, I don't see Will Ferrell doing it. I see more of a John C. Riley doing it. And I think that's the reasoning why they went with him, but there was still like a friendship friendly deal that Adam McKay didn't even give him the service of like being a friend and calling him or meeting up and saying, Hey, the studio wants to go in another direction. He just hmm. found out by John C. Riley calling up and doing the honorly thing and saying, Hey, they're offering me this role. Do I have your blessing? Cause I know you wanted it. Um, yeah. So that turned out to be another headline on <laughs> But actually, the one episode I saw is actually pretty good. Um, I did get out to see the Batman. Um, mm. I don't. You did. You didn't, right? No, I don't go to movie okay. theaters. So, so no spoiler, well, I mean, sometimes, but so I won't spoil anything other than to say it's too. This is the spoiler a spoiler show, David. That's all <laughs> we do here. There, there's a masterpiece in that movie, but it needs to lop off about forty-five minutes. There's no pretty reason. Sloppy, huh? There's no re- th- this is some of the worst paced movie I've ever seen. How about just the main headline? They're they're trying to advertise this as like the best Batman. I mean, like the best like Bruce Wayne slash Batman performer, like that Pattinson. Oh is the no, best no, no, Batman. no! See, that's the one thing I will fight anybody on. Um, <laughs> Pattinson is not a bad actor, but he is not right for this role. He is so boring in this movie. Like every the the stuff I like is every you know the the Riddler is great. Uh, yeah. You know, Cobblepot, because he's not the Penguin yet, is great. Commissioner Gordon is great. Hell, Catwoman is great. So Pattinson was too preoccupied to fuck Zoe, uh, whatever her name is, right? Kravitz. He's trying to work on his relationship problems, huh? And people people are misinterpreting his lazy... Actually, that's not fair, because he's not a lazy actor, but he is not bringing it to this movie. He's done much Well, listen, I don't give him much credit, because he did Twilight, and I can't stand those movies. Yeah, but but so did Kristen Stewart, and Kristen Stewart's actually a good actor. He's a good actor, too. Watch Hard... hard, Or no, Good Time. Um, He's actually a really good actor, but he was... I still have not watched The Lighthouse. You need a role to get your your name out. You know what I mean? Mm. Come on, John, if if... Catherine Hardwick is coming to you saying, Hey, John, you're going to star in four shitty vampire movies, but you're going to go on to do a great acting career after. Like, would you not sell your soul a little bit for that? Honestly, uh, so I had to sell bits of my soul to take on corporate sponsors for the podcast. We've had a rocky road. Like, they make you sign contracts. You can only say certain jokes. If they are. If the sponsor says you can't talk about movies from a, a competing movie studio, you can't talk about certain movies. So, in some ways, what what how much left of a soul do I have to sell? It's, it might be gone already, David. Well, if Nikki were here, he'd say keeping it real. Where we got real. Well, Nick uh, died because he c- couldn't commit to the time that we were going to record, and maybe it's all karma. Adam's also gone because he couldn't commit to like a code of conduct, and. uh who the fuck knows what is happening? I don't even know anymore. And it's, it's, well, it's really, whose show is it now? I don't know. The devils. <laughs> no, uh, talk about, so, would I sell much soul to be in a movie? Well, to have a good acting career afterwards. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, dude, I walked to 7 Eleven and bought their shitty pizza earlier. <sighs> All right. So behind the scenes, I'm going through a tough time, but we don't try to get personal on the show because we know that the audience listens take a break from their bullshit lives and the shit that's going on with them. And Dave remembers enjoying the really dark episodes that we posted in like 2009. <laughs> like, but uh, so I, I'm walking to 7-Eleven. I'm getting their deli pizza. And then like, uh, you know, the other day was my dad's birthday and he told me he was fucking proud of me. And, and like, meanwhile, 
while he's saying that to me, which isn't doesn't happen very often, in the back of my head, I'm thinking like, well, all the genius things I've done to promote this podcast, which have been separately from like the things that I think I did allowed us to compete with podcasts that are like made with celebrities and put on these huge networks, you know, like Amazon and shit. But we've promoted our own website, our own episodes through like a free app, you know, for everybody to listen to. And it's not one of the bigger apps, but we have listeners, we have an audience and we've done okay for several years. But now it's like the corporations are like, well, we just want iTunes or we just want Spotify listeners. And I'm like, but there's a million other places to, to get a podcast. And honestly, if you're a little guy, you, you shouldn't concentrate on trying to be popular on those apps because you'll get crushed by these other shows. You got to do whatever it takes, man. Yeah. Whatever it takes means build your own website, promote on your own social, build your own celebrity and build your own brand and talk about things. But I'm like, you know, it's going to be hard to produce the show now because there's no money coming in, which I've just now said on an episode and I don't really care anymore because what, what do I have to lose? We're in a position to, we only have things to gain, nothing to lose anymore. So, I mean, I, I wrote Dave a text earlier that said like, maybe we bring all the co-hosts back and be like, you were here for the beginning. Now you're here for the end, which is kind of like, <laughs> maybe that's one of those ones you delete unsend for everybody in Facebook messenger. But, um, you know, to answer your question, I've taken a really long time to answer your question. Right, so it's difficult. To hear, it's difficult to hear something started proud. from a Batman review. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> someone says they're proud of you, and then all of a sudden you're like, "Yeah, but you don't know how my show's on fire right now." And like, what does the future hold? I don't know. <laughs> like, we're fully monetized on YouTube, making sixteen cents. We're fully monetized on Instagram, making seventeen cents. That's not really gonna pay the fucking bills. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> years ago they'd say, "Well, I'll buy you a cup of coffee." I don't know that that was in the nineties, eighties. <laughs> Oh man, Dave, did you get your answer you were seeking? I admit, sure, we'll say yes. <laughs> now, um, what would I give up to get an uh, an acting role? <sighs> Difficult question. Because I was anyway. Part of my walk to Seven Eleven was just about this thing, like getting older, much older than they say you sell a script, much older than they say you start acting, and uh, been in and out. I mean, did commercials, tried to do TV shows, didn't work out. Try to get some movies picked up. Got things optioned. The option money runs out. They don't make your script. They give you your script back. Um, I'm talking to a guy in England about developing a horror movie. But it's like, you know, it's really hard to ask for somebody like, hey, give me so much up front. And then on the back end, you can give me points or whatever, you know? Right. Meanwhile, I still want to watch movies with my friends. And like the, the whole zeitgeist of the show was like, was graduating from film school, didn't have a film job, or lost lost my internship. And Dave, literally, the guy I'm talking to, this guy, Dangerous Dave, was like, hey, maybe you should try podcasting. That's pretty much the origin story. Yeah. <laughs> that simplifies it down to a, a base. Um, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was listening to podcast. I mean, podcasts are, like, so commonplace now. But, I mean, hell, even 10, well, it was close to 10 years ago you started this. Uh they were still kind of in its infancy, but uh, I mean, I have a T-shirt that says "Never Go Broke," and I mean it. Like, what sucks is when you're on the unemployment line or you're about to run out of money. Like, you don't ever want to go to zero because it's like if you go camping, David. And I know, like, I'm on, way on a tangent now, but fuck it. All right, so if you go camping and you burn your, let's say you burn your arm in the campfire, David. You with me? All you right. burn your arm, mm-hmm. burn burn your arm in the campfire. You're never gonna want to be near a campfire ever again, right? Well, yeah. So. 
haven't been reduced to nothing. It's like then then I get another deal. That's what that's what's crazy about like the high commission sales world is like you only have so much money, it's running out, and then you get another deal. But is it gonna come before you run out completely out of money? Or are you gonna get it in the nick of time? Only only time will tell. Who knows? Again, really strong coffee. Let's get back let's get back to the movie. And what did you watch? What did I watch? A besides possession? Right. I watched the personal finances go up in a cloud of smoke. It's really weird to get on the other side of the pandemic and then be totally ruined financially. Okay. Besides that, what did I watch? I watched uh, Star Trek Nemesis, which is one of the least popular. No, not Nemesis. Insurrection. Sorry, I I misspoke. I watched Star Trek Insurrection, which is one of the last uh, Next Generation movies. There's like 11 original movies, and it's like number 10. And it's like uh, um, they go to a planet where the radiation from the sun is making you younger, more youthful. And there's some kind of alliance between these asshole aliens and one admiral who's corrupt at the Federation, which is like, you know, Starfleet. That's like, you know, like Earth's uh, government's, uh, you know, space fleet. So and I'm filling in for the non-Star Trek fans because like last week I was telling a Star Trek story and it went right over Jordan's head, right over David's head. Clearly not Trekkies or Trekkers. So here we go. So, um, basically, the the crew is like, why is our android trying to shoot everybody? Well, the android figured out what this conspiracy was about, and they reprogrammed him. So, they save their android, Captain Picard, whatever. He shows up. He's like, hey, everybody's getting younger. I want to have sex again. What's going on? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they... Uh, you know they start they they have to fight these aliens that are that turns out to be the children of the people that are getting younger because there's like a splinter cast from the people that are on the planet with the radiation making everybody younger and so you know Captain Picard and his crew like Worf and uh, Data who's the android in question and uh, LaForge they all decide hey we're gonna insurrect so basically it's called insurrection because they rebel against Starfleet because Starfleet's trying to steal the fountain of youth you know radiation from the planet. And they're going to, like, trick everybody who lives there to be taken off world and go somewhere else. Uh, was that complicated? No, I caught that. I, <laughs> yeah, right. I'm not a Trekkie, but my wife is, so I caught. Okay. I understood a bit of that. Yeah, so this is considered... I knew like, Data uh, was the android. Well, this is considered the least favorite uh, Star Trek movie, probably. I mean, like, of the original cast, um, number five is, which is called, like... Uh, was that the undiscovered country or no? That was no, that's number six. That's one of the best ones. It's the one right before that. Uh, what is it called? The Final Frontier. Yes, Final Frontier, maybe because they're going to go supposedly meet God, and it's the one that um, I've actually seen that one. Ooh, yeah, it has a lot of good ideas. It's just kind of folly, follysome. I my understanding is a lot of the problems with that movie was like its budget was slashed like in the middle of production. So like the end, there was supposed to be like a big spectacular ending, and they're like. Well, you don't get the budget anymore, so figure it out. <laughs> and so they kind of had to switch gears and do whatever they did, which I remember looked kind of like the Tron people, if I memory serves. I don't know. Anyway, so uh, come back next week, and if we're still here, we'll be talking about Possession 1981. Yeah, there's a lot of screaming. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> So what do you think, Dave? Was that too much man behind the curtain talky talk? Yeah, we'll see.
we'll find out when the review was, there was no dead air there that's for sure oh it was pretty tight so to summarize we made fun of jordan we talked about maniac cop we talked about possession 1981 briefly um i got personal dave talked about the other shows he watched we finally talked about a star trek movie and now we're ending the show come back next week bye-bye anything else to add um please come back <laughs> come back next week <laughs>